Hi, welcome to the Artificial Intelligence, Machine Learning and Data Science Weekly Podcast. My name is Kwan Hong, or you can call me KH. In this show, I'll be talking to AI, ML and data science practitioners around the region. In each episode, I will dive into relevant and interesting AI, ML topics, where you get to know more about topics ranging from AI, ML adoption, best practices, and tips and tricks to be a better AI, ML data science practitioner. Hi, welcome to another episode of AI, ML, and Data Talk podcast. In today's episode, I'm super excited to have Norazam Malim, who is the founder and CEO of Twistcode, as a guest for the show. Hi, Norazam, welcome to the podcast. Hi, sir. Um, glad to, it's an honor to have you also, sir. Yeah, it's an honor to have you also. I think it's, uh, we, we, I, I'm super excited because today, I, I guess, it's going to be a very fun and interesting show. Anyway, uh, as usual, uh, the show will start with some self-introduction. Maybe you can talk about your childhood and then your education and then uh, what leads to your career path you know, to what you are, you are doing now. Well, um, I'm 45 years old. No, 45 years old this year, which means I have, uh, hopefully, we, I can live long enough to <laughs> able to tell this uh, kind of uh, a childhood to uh, for younger generations, uh, perhaps ten to twenty years uh, in time later on, which um, I guess um, uh, born in uh, forty five years ago, which means there's a lot of transition between having internet and uh, not having internet and having internet. Right? So the transition is is quite significant for us. It feels like twenty years ago was in eighties but actually it's in, in the year 2000. So with that also, uh, my, my background would be, I, I'm from Miri Sarawak. I uh, um, studied in, uh, in uh, Japan, Chiba University in Electronic and Electrical Engineering uh, back in 2003 in Malaysia, to, uh, to back in, in, in Malaysia in 2003. In 2004, uh, I try my luck uh, to to have some sort of a, a proposal to Ministry of Defense Malaysia uh, using PS2 back then PlayStation 2 for encryption secure comp, uh, but it was being rejected uh, gracefully I would say. And then uh, since then in 2006, uh, I decided to to uh, uh, try my luck, uh, trying uh, try my luck uh, for business and girlfriend. I'm chasing one particular girlfriend in Kuala Lumpur. In 2006, I did not manage to get the girlfriend, but I did manage to uh, try, my, try my best to, 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 to stay afloat uh, Twist Code, which created back in 2006. Uh, there's a lot, of course, there's a lot of downs, uh, more than ups uh, in Twist Code. Uh, there are times where I have to spend uh, three days, uh, three nights in basement parking in Filio Damansara 1 uh, where I could, could not afford to pay the rent so I have to stay in those parking uh, you know, parking basement and then just just to, to, just to survive uh, back then. Um, yeah, 2007, we started uh, to advocate CUDA, Compute Unified Device Architecture from NVIDIA. It's a it's a, a starting point for us uh, to choose between OpenCL or CUDA. We chose CUDA uh, after so many things, uh, especially when uh, uh, emotion, uh, cell architecture by Sony back then, Sony and IBM, uh, Sony rejected us uh, for uh, us to get the license from them to develop uh, parallel computing uh, for certain application, uh, mainly in bioinformatics, uh, in seismic computation and so on. So back uh, then, 2007 to 2000, I would say 2014, we focus on uh, acceleration as a service, <clears throat> which means uh, instead of uh, four months uh, crunching numbers for for the computation part, we use the GPU porting some apps to CUDA, uh, which in return we can significantly reduce the computation uh, time from four months to let's say three days. Officially, unofficially, we can just make it into a few hours, but no one believed us back then, right? So in order to make us uh, being believed by many, uh, in 2012, we get 
some sort of certification from Sirim uh, to say that, look, you what you did with the GPU is significant uh, when you can uh, uh, do some computation from uh, one hour to just half an hour using the same identical hardware uh, by us and by them. So that's the first uh, significant uh, another significant turnaround for us when we able to get the first ever uh, some sort of uh, accreditation from CIRIM, the National Standardization Agency. Uh, and I believe, I think we are still the first and the only uh, so-called high-performance computing company in Malaysia to able to get that. So in 2006, we embarked on the journey with the AI, right? So uh, we start our first uh, stage of uh, first so-called first stage of Adam uh, uh, ADAM uh, is a name after my son, uh, a small acronym for Accelerated Devices Always Massive Supercomputer, where we have a small trusters, and then when we have our own revenue, and then uh, we ordered more uh, servers, then we assemble on our own, uh, ordered from Amazon, from Loyard. And then uh, we have to make sure that our uh, subsequent scale up uh, clusters of servers can handle both, uh, namely the single precision and double precision uh, computing, which means the single precision is most of the computation involved uh, uh, AI or uh, non-scientific simulations, where double precision is where we, we do a scientific calculation, uh, namely weather forecasting, uh, computational fluid dynamics, and so on. So we have in our mind that we want to do these two things, which mean acceleration as a service, and also AI using the same infra. So you don't have to make two different sets of infra just to get the two different sets of uh, mode of uh, operation. So, so that's where you actually start building the cluster and then get, get getting the computing power increase as time progresses. Correct. So uh, again, no one believe us if we say that we have our own supercomputer. So uh, we try to beat ourselves in top 500 supercomputer, the top 500.org. But unfortunately, uh, just because we are not well-known vendor, right? so we are being declined indirectly to participate those uh, benchmark, but we were welcome on the high performance conjugate gradient. There's another benchmark for uh, real world application on supercomputers. Top500.org is uh, using this uh, quite uh, old school benchmark. It's like uh, benchmark Windows for Windows ME on Windows XP machine, right? So it doesn't, it's a very old school kind of benchmark it doesn't reflect much on the real world application on those uh, supercomputer infrastructure. So when we did our benchmark on HPCG, that's where the real world application lies in, which really pushed our infrastructure to the limits. And then also, uh, since uh, we are using quite top notch uh, a network, uh, I mean, the, 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 in, the internet uh, the interconnect uh, we are using uh, InfiniBand 100 gig back then it was quite fast and then uh, we have a super fast uh, NVMe uh, storage back then in 2018 seems everything is quite top-notch right it, it, nowadays is quite common so when we had that kind of uh, validation by HPCG then uh, coincidentally enough that we are the only company I guess in the world that uh, self-assemble our own cluster, name ourselves as a vendor, and then at the same time, power up our services using the same infra. So we are uh, we are quite roja in the sense that we, we do everything in such a way that people thought that we are the vendor instead of uh, doing acceleration as a service or AI. So uh, we, we take step back uh, to, 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 to reflect ourselves uh, what on earth has 
going on with us. I mean, we do everything. We do healthcare, we do uh, financial, we do uh, engineering simulation and what's not. So um, as time goes by, we see that we did a lot of mistakes. I did a lot of mistakes actually uh, to roll up everything into one single platform just because we have the power to do it. So cost is not an issue for us. We might say we are the only company, AI company in Malaysia to have our own infra, which means we can do a lot of things. But certain things carried us away. So um, normally we use clouds when we upload something, it's free, but when we download it, it's, they charge us, right? Yep. So that is when uh, I, we see that this is a huge opportunity for us as well um, to, to embark uh, uh, the, 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 how to say, to piggyback the current existing regulations by Malaysian government, by Malaysian agencies that prohibits us, the companies, to upload those data, um, especially the healthcare data, uh, to the, the cloud. cloud. Yeah. So we are embarking that one, and then we we leave bit by bit certain things behind that doesn't give us the good advantage. Namely, for example, no matter how much we want to promote AI usage in healthcare, we've been rejected uh, repetitively by you know hospitals, uh, institute uh, you know, that handling uh, cancers and so on. So also uh, for, for oil and gas companies that geoscientists are afraid of us, uh, doctors are afraid of us. So as time goes by, we are become moving into niche uh, area, which- uh, So it takes how, so I, I see that there's some kind of like a pivot thing in it. So it takes how long for you to realize that you need to pivot to this after when you founded the company in 2006? Um, the starting point, I would say in 2000, uh, when, After eight years' time, then you, then you start to find found your niche. Yes, uh, between 2006 and 2014, nearly eight years, um, there's a huge market shift uh, between uh, you know, AMD or, or NVIDIA, and then back then there's uh, lesser companies that share their roadmaps. So mm -hmm. as a developer, so-called uh, developer, we realize on, we realize heavily on the roadmaps uh, by this uh, hardware manufacturer. So, um, of course, for example, if we we advocate OpenCL, but the hardware manufacturer seems that they does not support, they do not support a hardware or the product roadmap is haywired. So it doesn't help much on developer or uh, companies that want to sell certain products to the clients. So we have the same issues with uh, our infra. So it took us eight years to figure out what actually is the pattern for this uh, manufacturer outside Malaysia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as time goes by, also we are, uh, uh, how to say, in the very delicate situation where aspiration as a service comes by, IoT era, big data era, AI era. So and these days about cybersecurity era. So everything needs computation. I mean, everything uh, moves so fast, but it still relies on the basic uh, need of computing power. Yep. Which posed another uh, concern to us as well, because the power consumption required to even to power up this kind of thing is huge, yep. which translates into heat. So these days it's about environmental, uh, society, uh, governance, ESG, uh, renewable energy, sustainability, mm -hmm. climate change. So we stuck in the middle, but also uh, give us a huge opportunity to venture out uh, these kind of things as well. Okay. So like, like as you mentioned, uh, all these uh, supercomputers require a lot of power. Does it translate to a lot of high cost to start a supercomputer company like Ovendo like you? Because uh, I'm sure, like you said, the uh, the computing itself need power, and then when you when you when you do high processing compute, co computing, you also generate a lot of heat. You need a lot of power to cool down all the machine also, and that also need a lot of electricity. So does it mean that uh, to be a company like Swisscode, it actually you know consume a lot of electricity, and then it's actually a high cost or maintenance company. Uh, 
actually the it relies heavily on the roadmaps given out by for example by nvidia mm -hmm. back then the roadmaps their products are the cycle the product cycle is every once a year so you have to be careful enough to choose what to buy when to buy these two factors so this kind of uh, 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 factors that if we want to buy in large quantity so that you know you don't have to to add, you you won't you do not want to get stuck with the uh, one architecture that consists of uh, different architecture so for example you uh, have a maxwell architecture and then suddenly uh, there's a product cycle coming up and then you have to buy a turing and then after that ampere and so on so as as a because you are not providing directly this hardware to the client you're actually using it so as a software developer also when you have different architecture in one infrastructure then it spells out you know trouble to you because you have to make sure not only for you use it internally but you give out these uh, services to outside for production so to set up one internal use even for let's say tensorflow or pytorch or any ai framework it's quite straightforward if you want to use it if you want to use it uh, you if you want to use it internally mm -hmm. but for production use that you want to provide to other people even the simplest one would be the providing the api inferencing or training is different kind of leak which we have to spend a lot of time to make sure the moment we deploy this one to the public i have the ability of twistcode have the ability to scale up and scale out according to the availability of the hardware within the same architecture so you don't want to jump from one architecture to another architecture which you cannot scale up properly so those are the things that we took us quite numbers of years to understand uh, the, the basic like when to buy if you say that let's say if you ordered even 100 units of graphic card in april and then suddenly the the and you know Nvidia announced that oh there's a new architecture uh, when they have their own GTC in back in September, you basically in deep trouble because you already ordered the in April, and they announced a new architecture, and then after that uh, the, the the new architecture supply only comes next the year after, so basically you have to be careful when to buy and what to buy. So gratefully enough. Uh, the product cycle now is every two years. That's a good thing. So, yeah, so, yeah. so Nvidia is kind of uh, helping you because now they have, I mean, they have stabilized their how they are, how they are going to come out with all the all, all their uh, uh, graphic cards. So do, do you get advance notice that or advance news or insider news? What what is that next direction for Nvidia? No. Since you are really dependent on <laughs> so you depend so much on on their uh, on the how what's their plan actually? Actually, unfortunately, no, sir. <laughs> um, no, uh, no matter how much we wanted to be first in hand to know what's their, their products in line uh, for the upcoming architecture, but we don't have any access to it just because we don't want to be an ambassador to any product. So NVIDIA has uh, quite numbers of time they asked us to be their uh, ambassador, uh, even back in 2009, uh, even until now, but we rejected them politely just because we don't want to be seen as a reseller or ambassador for certain products. So what we have is what we want to do with the services instead. So with more competition in the market, uh, namely NVIDIA competing with the AMD and then right these days it's about Intel uh, into the same uh, market segment. So we have far more choices to choose but it comes with another problem. Of course, with the heat or energy requirement, like it or not, we have to embark on a journey that will be uh, take a toll on our skills, which is into quantum computing. So those are the next steps uh, that we we embarking right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm just very curious because a supercomputer is like, normally a big country will have like a, China or Japan or US. What is the use, current use cases of supercomputer in Malaysia? 
because I, I see that uh, most of the, uh, I'm not sure whether most of the clients are based in Malaysia, but uh, what are the general use cases of, uh, of supercomputing uh, in Malaysia at the, at the current moment? Uh, there's a lot of supercomputers in Malaysia, actually, if you see it directly in, in education sector, in universities. Right? But sadly enough, most of this uh, infra being stripped down uh, for certain obvious reason. Number one, because um, politics exists everywhere. So in education sector, if you give one university a huge supercomputer, they will strip you down because certain, you know, uh, uh, professors or influential lecturers, senior lecturers and so on, they have their own agenda, they have their own KPI, they have their own mission to achieve certain publications, which good in one way, but on the other hand, it it doesn't make any sense for them to, to you know, the one who have the power, publish more papers. So this inclusive included the, the, the computing power. So the more you power you have to compute, the faster... You get result and then you can publish correct. papers. Yeah. Yes, correct. So at the end of the day, they strip down instead of one big cluster into single rack and then from one single rack into individual nodes. So when it's stripped down, this is defeat the whole purpose even to have the supercomputer in the first place. So most in Malaysia, we see that these are the, the area that they're, they're looking at using supercomputer in education, namely on simulation on, on um, black holes or neutron stars and so on. Uh, that's on the, on the education part. On uh, SME or, or public, uh, on, on the private sectors is more on the, I would say uh, they have a lesser powerful infrastructure uh, in finance for market projection, uh, quant, uh, quant uh, solutions that, that they're providing between themselves or between the, the, the clients in, in, in uh, advising uh, market or financial uh, services. Yes. So we see this is the most common usage for supercomputer. For weather forecasting is... Uh, subject and limited to uh, meteorology department and uh, i think this uh, jabatan parita saliran they have their own uh, infrastructure but it's a cpu based uh, for now so uh, are these uh, metro metro meteorological department are they your fiscal client or are they using your your, your adam as a... uh, no they, they contacted us uh, but uh, unfortunately uh, they don't have the budget uh, to to even to use our our infra and then uh, there's a porting of codes involved since they are using a certain Fortran 90 uh, algos uh, from Japan for uh, oceanographic uh, algorithm, something related to weather forecasting. So they want to port from the CPU base to GPU. Uh, that might consume a little bit of time, but uh, that's the thing. So, uh, the, the, the process is, is required some time and I mean, the, the, the coding part uh, from from their part, from the subject matter expert to people like Twiscode. So Twiscode is always stuck in the middle because we commu communicate directly with the end user, such as uh, geologists or, or climatologists. But at the same time, um, we try our best to accommodate them in such a way to fit with their requirement to put those codes. But uh, of course, uh, the higher uh, management department in that on their side uh, might not understand fully on what is the actual requirement needed by these end users. I see. I I also noticed that uh, most of the supercomputer around the world are used for like genome sequencing and uh, all these uh, biologic biological or cancer research. Are this quite helping any cancer research uh, in Malaysia? In 2020 March, when the first uh, lockdown initiated by the government uh, for uh, during the, the, the COVID-19, we even offered free access to Adam supercomputer, but none Malaysian researchers took the offer. None, zero. Okay. Uh, we did get some uh, queries from Japan and uh, from Norway. But of course, each country have their own data retention, data retention policy. Right? So it's pro it prohibits them even to upload those data to our servers here in Malaysia. And then we see that 
um, uh, most of us, uh, I mean bioinformaticians in Malaysia still prefer wet lab instead of the actual programming. So outside Malaysia, as you're aware, even Thailand is moving into uh, uh, building their own supercomputer. Might be the fastest in Southeast Asia this year uh, for COVID-19 research. Where in Singapore, they have their own uh, uh, genomes uh, for, for genome, for healthcare, and uh, for weather forecasting. So in Southeast Asia, the usage for supercomputer is more towards uh, a, a public, uh, for public interest. So you are saying that... Uh... Uh, because I, I also did some research on the, this um, uh, during the early days of COVID. That means that uh, you can actually use a supercomputer to do all this contact tracing. So you can actually track uh, when somebody is positive, who are the people around, around there. That, 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 that I, I presume will require a lot of massive uh, um, computing that I think Twisco can help, your Adam can help. Uh, but, but nobody approached you from Malaysia. <laughs> For certain reason, I guess uh, it would be since we are not um, being a reseller to certain vendors, right? So, uh, and then uh, most of these uh, entities have their own preferred vendors. Uh, they already might have established some some business engagement with uh, third parties, which prohibits them to engage with us directly. So they also know that um, if Twisco do AI. And we do supercomputing as well. So it doesn't make any sense for us also to do a computing part on another vendor's hardware. Uh, number one, the incompatibility. Number, number two would be the guarantee of uh, uh, work. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a working, uh, working or not on, on a different kind of architecture. And then the third one would be the one that they're always afraid is that if Twisco do AI, most likely Twiscode will strongly suggest to use Adam, our own infrastructure, because it works it's on our side, right? So those are the things that prohibit them to engage us directly. We do understand this, uh, this uh, sentiment, but it doesn't stop us to, to venture other things as well. I, I, not, I, I also noticed that uh, other cloud services like Google, they have their own TPU. Then uh, recently they said that with their latest TPU version 4 and then with their connected together, they can offer like supercomputing kind of uh, power for all their cloud users. Does, does, that, does that pose a, a, like a, a competition to Priscode? Or do you see um, this, this can actually can, can exist in the symbiotic environment and it help each other of, of, in terms of your business for Twiscode? Uh, actually, it's the other way around. So actually, it gives us uh, a huge opportunity since uh, each country are enforcing their own data retention policy. Right? So, for example, with the healthcare, even Singapore prohibits uh, their data being resides outside. And then uh, more and more countries also enforcing this kind of uh, policy. So at the same time, also Malaysia have their own uh, policy as well, PD, uh, what? PDPA. Uh, PDP, PDPA, and also like seismic data by Malaysia Petroleum Management. So they have this act that prohibits uh, even geologists to put or to upload something on, on cloud uh, resides outside Malaysia. Mm -hmm. So we see this kind of... Uh, a blessing in disguise and then we keep on saying that um, you know from the recent uh, scenario where perhaps uh, the origin country of those cloud provider might impose some um, uh, certain uh, conditions or terms of condition look if you don't give us your data in country x your tax in this your homeland country will be higher than usual for example so it, it, it's already happening. And then we see this uh, some sort of blackmail from the origin country's uh, cloud provider doing this uh, to certain entities that pro uh, provides cloud services. So we see this one also as a, as a advantage, huge advantage to us uh, to proceed with the, the solution that uh, all computation and your data resides here in Malaysia. So those are the things that we, we see that are one of, uh, uh, regardless whether it's Google 
uh, even Microsoft Azure will be coming in Malaysia, right? Yep. Um, but of course, uh, in terms of business, uh, for those uh, need in need of GPU uh, compute from Azure, might be disappointed because you know uh, Microsoft won't kill them uh, their own business uh, when they have their own GPU in Singapore. They won't put the GPU instances in Malaysia. Right. So okay. you see this uh, scenario where uh, the 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 uh, those cloud providers have uh, uh, how to say they have their own uh, distinguished segment that they don't want to kill just for the sake of providing those services in each country. Okay, so um, another question I think I I am very curious. What's the performance measurement of the fastest performance uh, measurement in terms of? Uh, are you measuring in petaflop already for your twist code, Adam? Yes, actually, our single position right now is at 6.5 petaflops. 6.5. Uh, for double precision, is about 2.3 petaflops. Okay. But it's, it's uh, minuscule, sir. It's, it's very small compared to outside. They are already exascale, yeah, which means yeah. about 1,000 times. Yep, yep. So in order to achieve this one, it's uh, easy to get the single precision higher if you buy you know, uh, consumer-grade graphic cards. But in order to... Uh, obtain so-called supercomputer status, it will be uh, demanding to have this double precision uh, compute capability graphic cards, which, you know, we are using Titan X, for example, uh, Titan V, for example. And then uh, other than that, we have to buy Tesla great cars or quadros, right? Just to show that, look, we have the supercomputer, uh, not just uh, so-called mining um, servers, yeah. right? Which they have their own uh, uh, single position higher yeah. than most of the supercomputer. Since you mentioned mining, I I think that there's something we'll address. Does the does the heart of mining actually affect you? Uh, companies like Twistcode getting all the hardware required hardware. Does it because I because because of the hype, everything is it's very difficult to get all this hardware. Does it affect you? Uh, yes and no. Um, the for the consumer part. A great, uh, which is good for influencing, which is good for training. Uh, those are the one that will, you know, you have to bear with the, not only the the, the ballooning uh, retail price, but also on the availability of the stock, uh, the, the the availability of the graphic card. But for the for the Tesla grade, for example, the higher high end part graphic card, uh, those are actually available. Yeah. So. We don't have uh, th that kind of issue much. But of course, if you want to have a lesser or cheaper solutions to the client using, whether it's for influencing or for training, uh, of course, the, 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 we, you, we would be very, how to say, disappointed uh, since those supply chains uh, are not being solved yet for those kind of cuts. Yeah. Okay. Next, I think uh, we want to talk about uh, the next thing, big thing about computing, which is quantum computing. So in your own words, what's the differences between a supercomputer and a quantum com computer? Uh, I would say quantum computing is another way of to have another way to say that you have actually to have a supercomputer, right? <laughs> uh, it's just like, you know, a Beskus and the normal calculator Casio, right? So both can compute faster. The, the ultimate goal to have a supercomputer is to have a faster version from yesterday's version. So if quantum computer can provide or prove uh, that computation powerness, uh, powerless uh, so-called uh, is, is far more superior than yesterday, then we will say quantum computer is another super kind of supercomputer. Uh, for the time being, we are more into quantum computing in programming not in hardware. We don't have enough money or even can afford to do even the R&D, basic R&D for the quantum computing for the hardware part. So we are in the midst of uh, uh, more than kickstart uh, the QC, the quantum computing initiative, because we have to start now. The hardware availability will be another four or five years. This is what we learned in back in 2008. So we don't want to be able to code after it's there, yep. we want to able to code when it's available in massive scale, cheaper, 
and uh, workable in uh, room temperature, for example, right? So because quantum computer, the first generation, set first two generation requires a lot of uh, a cooling uh, uh, below normal uh, room temperature to operate. Now these days you can buy one, but of course uh, it comes with the complexity of programming part. So those are the things that we, we see. Actually, we are mimicking uh, DARPA, I think a uh, defense uh, advanced research uh, institute in, in, in the uh, Department of Defense in US where they use uh, conventional supercomputer to assist them to, be, uh, to do programming in QC, quantum computing. So actually we are mimicking that. So we are using Adam going for to build a, a, or program or simulate uh, QC programming. So the first stage is Adam supercomputer. The second stage will be uh, hardware as a hybrid accelerated weather advancement. Uh, these are the second generation that we are building. The super the second generation of supercomputer that we're building, which consists of programming hybrid from a quantum computing part and then uh, com conventional uh, infrastructure. So we hope that to to uh, furnish or to complete this uh, infra uh, by another two years time, by 2024 or 2025 at most. Okay, uh, so, so I, I see that, uh, that there is a, that two directions. One is actually start the quantum computing from the software side. And then now, uh, and then there's a lot of big company actually jumping to the bandwagon of creating the hardware or the chip for the uh, uh, quantum computer. Do you, do you see the, the, the hardware side is progressing well? Because I think it's quite a long way to go, is it? Um, certain companies, the, like they say, uh, the more they marry, right? So when the competition is high, then they can reduce the, the price and also the innovation part, which the, the lesser need for them to pull down those components um, below temperature, below room temperature. So there are a few numbers of hardware manufacturer in, involved in quantum computing also have already have these kind of solutions, but not up to there yet mm -hmm. uh, because they might change again and again. So we are waiting for the right time uh, to have for them to have the standardized uh, architecture. But while waiting for them, then that is where we have to learn how to compute it, how to do the programming it well. That's the hardest part. The hardware part is easy. If you have money, we can buy. But the hardest part would be the programming side. Uh, what is the best thing to do? Likewise, what is the normal supercomputer do that can return off investment? Because we are a private company, uh, not a research institute. So back on our mind, we have to think about this, every single cent that we uh, buy or use or utilize, there must be something in return. So those are different, differentiate us and Singapore, us and Thailand. Supercomputers in Southeast Asia mainly are, are, being, are based on uh, government institutes, which means they have a deep pocket uh, to do for more research to buy instantly, just like that, anytime they want to buy. But for us, if you see there's none of national initiative to do a supercomputing center, right? just because how to sustain it, What's the best way to uh, make the best out of it? So, can I say that Twisted uh, found a way to, to, to for sustainability during those days living <laughs> in a basement, parking basement? We might find a way how to sustain in such a way that <coughs> um, the best way would be. You know, business, sir, why business exists? Because there's a lot of problem, right? Yep. If there's no problem, you cannot do business because there's the, the opportunity rise from problematic situation. In Malaysia right now, there's a lot of problems, which we see in positive way. We have to solve them, which most of them are our opportunities to solve. So we see this kind of uh, uh, scenario. We see that there's a lot of way to sustain the, the, the uh, operation as a, as a company. It's a profit-driven company to have a supercomputer. How much or how 
many ways that we can uh, uh, put those into a successful stories or use case out of 10, maybe five failures, five successful. That is more than enough for us. So we learn uh, to engage or to how to, um, not to divert, how to maneuver those things. And with the market trend right now, with the, the worldwide trend, uh, trends right now, climate change and so on. For example, we are doing our research in submersible uh, liquid cooling for servers. So in one way, we can lessen our cost, but also at the same time, it's an opportunity for us to sell those products, those solutions elsewhere in Malaysia. There's no need of data center, for example. So anyone to have anyone can afford or able to have their own supercomputer back at their home without ever worrying about the heat uh, problem or power problem or maintenance problem mm -hmm. so every problem translates into opportunity yep very yeah. true next uh, i think uh, coming from uh, myself as an academician background i see you talk about kula programming that was something that uh, a lot of university was offering but also at the same time that uh, people are, you know, it's become like a trend. So I don't think now students are learning CUDA programming. And then now you are talking about this uh, uh, quantum, quantum uh, uh, computing programming. Do you see that uh, 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 the universities in Malaysia, are they, you know, keep coping up with uh, the current requirement in the market? Because I I'm sure that nobody is teaching quantum uh, <laughs> computing programming in any university at the moment in Malaysia. So where, where do you where do you find these people or this uh, if you were to, if you were to recruit people where do you find UCT that, that produce this 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 talent for you? Uh, I would say there are only few for for quantum computing part. Actually, there's a no out of the box solution. We, we cannot we could not get those uh, directly from from universities. Mm -hmm. But one way to look at would be to hire physicists. So those are the, the basic, uh, I think, requirement to have if you want to embark to this journey quantum computing. Likewise, uh, everyone nowadays wants to do AI, machine learning, and so on. But the very basic one would be the one who do the engineering part. Programming can be done or you can learn from YouTube. Right? That's why people can learn, anyone can learn AI or ML. But the basic problem, uh, the learning curve, how to solve problem is the most critical part. So when we like uh, in terms of hiring, right, we want to see the quality, the, the, the candidate that able to solve the problem in a form of engineering side of view. It's an engineer, they like to solve problem. So when they have the ability to maneuver, uh, to overcome one problem, then programming part will be easy. So like, for example, data scientists cannot do perhaps reinforced learning, for example, from autonomous point of view, but you can make the autonomous car, for example, can work uh, faster or able to provide the solution faster if the engineering part uh, portion can be solved uh, more than perhaps, let's say, for example, 80%. So the more the engineering part you can solve, the lesser computing or coding part or programming part uh, can, uh, can, can, can be inserted later on, which you know, um, basically it's, it's, it's uh, doable because just because the engineering part has been solved. So if you have more problems on the engineering side, and uh, of course, on the programming side, you have to you know, solve a lot of problems because the problem uh, it still exists. So there are two separate uh, problem statements over there. So in order to uh, solve one problem in terms of mechanical movement and so on, that needs to be done on the engineering side. So if you want to do autonomous, for example, you solve uh, the, the engineering part, then you can uh, do the, the programming side for autonomous quite more easier. Likewise, like for quantum computing. So if, let's say, we let Google or D-Wave or whoever manufacturer of this uh, hardware, uh, computing, quantum computing hardware, then the programming side, just uh, a, a small amount of uh, effort can be done. So I believe the engineers can solve this one over time. And this is where the programming side comes in later on. QDAS mm -hmm. also started like that, right? So yeah. yeah. So we see this is this another trend for, for hardware manufacturers to have the same problem. And we hope that we can piggyback on this kind of trend 
this time around. Okay. Uh, I think yeah, I have one last question normally that I ask people. So I, I see that uh, you, you are as an entrepreneur for a, a very specialized company. I think you have gone through a lot. Uh, uh, maybe I can uh, uh, shape the question is, uh, if, if you have a, a time travel machine, if you were to go back and tell yourself to be, be before you started the, your physical company in 2006, what kind of advice would you give to a person to be, you know, after going through so much, what kind of advice would you give to, to, to yourself in 2006 when you have this, you know, when you actually moved from Miri to KL because of your girlfriend and you started your own company? What kind of advice would you think that is very valuable that you should go and tell, tell, your, tell yourself at, at back then? I would say uh, you should change your tactics in order to tackle the girlfriend. <laughs> so, so that you don't have uh, a much lesser, less hairline to, to do this kind of super computing, you know, <laughs> uh, to, to ever to worry about, you know, a living in the basement, parking basement and so on. But on the other note is that um, uh, I would say to myself, um, just hate to do what you do because it works. Uh, for example, we don't. Passion is always secondary. Passion is 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 for for in my personal opinion, uh, it's quite uh, not dangerous. I would say twist code is just like assassin. You know, uh, it's a very specialized or very niche uh, area that people willing to pay. But it doesn't mean that we like to do what we're doing right now. So those are the motivation. We're doing these kind of things just because there are none in Malaysia and we have to do that. It's not something that we like to do. Even I don't like whatever I do right now, for example. I want to be, you know, sprout, you know, tauge, you know, sayur, uh, the sayur tauge one, the, the sprout uh, vegetable uh, farmer. Instead of server farm, I would have to have a vegetable farm really you want to yes. be a bean sprout farmer yes that's the most easiest part sir, to do so not this kind of super computing you know quantum computing you have to take care of this you take out that and then the market trends change so much that one single mistake will cause a lot of problems not only to you but the people who depends on you so the the, the bigger we are uh, the harder we fall yep so i think the sprout farmer uh, <laughs> a spot beans farmer would be the, the one i would give my advice to myself but to, okay. give my, to give advice to myself back then okay so i i i think joke aside what you're trying to say is to be more adaptable and uh, don't be don't be so too too strict i think i think that's what that's what one 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 of the secret success to be to be successful like not, not now <laughs> i don't think we are successful sir i think the best quote would be this but Times desperate measures. Desperate time call for desperate measure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's what that's what being a businessman. You need to be adaptable. You need to find opportunity during difficult times, and then yes. find yeah find see the the the, the things at the different perspective. Yes. Then you will always have hope. You know? If not, then I think like you said, there's always more down than up there as an entrepreneur. Then if you then you will just give up. You know? Yes. Um. Yes, correct. So the, what it's, it's very correct. Yeah. Um, the harder we being pushed, actually, you know, the the the, the stronger uh, for us uh, to to how to say to 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 be. I mean, when we push at one corner, that would be make ninety degrees of our our shape that that no one can touch us later on. So that might be something that we can reflect later on. Uh, those kind of things, sir. yeah. Okay. So where 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 do you see Twistcode in five years or ten years down the line? What 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 is the bigger plan for Twistcode? In two thousand six, I never imagined that we can even survive for one or two years. Uh, back then, parallel computing is far too early, and then uh, these days, you know, people doesn't know about supercomputing or even twist code and then when I describe twist code having their own supercomputer the moment they say they have the interest in supercomputer we are already talking about quantum computing so we leave the, the one era to another era and then we see that the, the same trend goes for the next five to ten years um, we want to have 
our generation already passed. I mean, our time is already gone, sir. So it's time for us to train uh, new uh, backups, new uh, proteges uh, uh, to 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 make sure they are far more ready uh, than we are, uh, especially on this, this troubling times of pandemic, uh, climate change, and what's not. So in one way, money is important. It's not everything, but at the same time, we have to do this because no one else. Bruce Willis also always said that when they have, you know. Uh, die hard one two three so he did that because no one else did so we would like to see this is the same similar situation where we had to do it you know even if my the biggest my biggest dream would be a sprout bean uh, bean farmer but at the same time since there's no one doing it we have to do it or else no one will do it. no one will ever do it Wow, that's a zen moment. <laughs> okay, I think uh, I think uh, with that, I think uh, it's a good time to close the, the show. I think uh, <laughs> we've discussed interesting way topic today. I uh, thank you very much, Nurazam, for I think today we actually gone through many things, and then it's very interesting uh, to talk to you and then find out more about what have you ventured into your your Cisco company. Hopefully, we have the uh, other chance, and maybe in the future we can talk again. Maybe. We can talk about your bean sprout farming <laughs> business. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, uh, thanks for thanks for uh, being a guest for the show today. Uh, the honor is mine, sir. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify Podcasts. If you have any comments or recommendation, I will be glad to receive your voice messages. Send me your voice messages via the link in the show notes. To catch all latest episodes, you can follow this show on our website www.aimldatatalks.com or our social media such as Instagram or Twitter with the handler at AIMLDataTalks. Thanks again. I will see you next time.